Welcome to Behind the Post, a podcast discussing all things B2B social media, presented by Octopost. In each episode, you'll hear from creative social media managers who will discuss what really takes place behind social media and how they fuel their own creative process. Listen on for inspiration, tips, and secrets you need to craft your next masterpiece social campaign and engage your audience. Introducing your host, Olivia Messina. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Post. Today, I'm sitting down for a solo episode. And for those of you who may not know me, I'm Olivia. I'm our social media and community manager. And I also lead our employee advocacy program here at Octopost. And that is what's on the agenda for today. I really wanted to walk through a few of the strategies that you can implement when advocacy engagement starts to dip. And for anyone who leads an advocacy program, you know that it is not something that you can just set and forget. It takes constant content creation and upkeep to keep your advocates excited and empowered to share out content. And it is completely normal for advocacy engagement to ebb and flow. I know a lot of times here at Octopost, we hear a lot of customers say, I don't know what to do. Our engagement has dipped and employees are not sharing as much content as they once were when we kicked off the program. What can we do? So I think it's really important to first realize that it is normal for advocacy engagement to ebb and flow. And we have some insights from our employee advocacy benchmark report that back this up. So I wanted to go over a few of the top insights here. And this also can be really helpful when you are launching new campaigns and initiatives or maybe want to incentivize. So November and October are typically the top months for employee advocacy shares across all social networks and the lowest months in terms of sharing are August, July, and February. So these are important to keep in mind if you are launching a new initiative or new campaign, you might want to launch it when shares are really high, but if you want to incentivize or gamify your program, you might want to launch a program maybe around August or July or February to keep that engagement high. But I wanted to walk through a few of the other strategies that you can implement today. If your engagement is starting to dip and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I need to do something today to reignite the advocacy flame, here are a few things you can do. So starting off with the first one is to make sure you have a constant line of communication in place. It is really important to have regular contact with your advocates so you can keep them updated on performance, incentives, content, any changes your program might be going through. And it doesn't need to be something that is super time-consuming, super long form. Again, everyone is really busy, so the easier you make it on them, the better. So it can be a weekly Slack message, for example, or a monthly email going over the top advocates that month, who had the highest engagement, which content is performing the best. Or you could even do a monthly advocacy meeting where you have all of your advocates join. Or you could do something a little more optional like a office hour or a lunch and learn where you could have um, advocates join and you can talk about certain things and they can ask questions. You could go over best practices. So it's really important to just have that constant line of communication with them. And a little tip here for you, it doesn't need to be something super formal and dedicated just to advocacy. Maybe your company does a monthly all-hands meeting. You can ask for 15, 10 minutes during that meeting to talk through your program or give a few highlights. I know for us here at Octopus, we just launched a contest for this quarter and we actually 
just asked for 10 minutes at our quarterly all hands to kick off the contest. So it took 10 minutes. We went over the contest, the prizes, the rules, and then our advocates were free to share content. So it doesn't need to be a full-fledged thing. It can You can make it work with the meetings that your company already has in place, but just find what works best for you. That constant line of communication is really important so they can keep up to date and up to speed with everything that's going on within the program. So that is my first tip is to keep that constant line of communication. And my next one is to encourage routines. So I always like to say that the best routine is the one you'll do. And when it comes to advocacy, you want to encourage your advocates to get on a content sharing routine. So this could mean they're logging into the advocacy board once a month and they're planning out all of their content that they're going to share from the board. And in Octopus, the scheduling feature is super helpful for this because they can log on and they can schedule out all of their content for certain times and dates, or they can automatically schedule it and Octopus will do it for them. So that is super helpful. But we have other advocates who will log on weekly. So once a week, they log on, they schedule all their content out. And then we have other advocates who log on daily, see what's new that day, and we'll pick and choose that way. But it's really important to just emphasize that advocate behavior because you want them to be logging on and regularly checking the board and scheduling out content and you want to make it as easy as possible for them so if you are hosting a social media training or you're doing a workshop or something like that I would just encourage them to find a routine that works for them because again they're going to be the ones sharing the content so if you can just encourage them to create good routines that's a really helpful way to keep them engaged long term. My next piece of advice is to ask for your advocate's feedback. Now, this is one that seems obvious, but once you are in the swing of things, it can be overlooked, especially if you have a dedicated content pillars and KPIs that you're trying to hit. Sometimes you're focused on the content that you're creating and you forget about the advocates and what their audiences are looking for. So I think it's really important to ask their feedback because, again, they are the ones that are posting this content to their personal networks. So it's really important to find content that also will resonate with their unique audiences. And I think it goes without saying that if your advocates aren't excited about the content that they're posting, odds are their audiences won't be as well. So it's really important to get their feedback and understand what their audiences want and care to see. So if your engagement has recently dipped, I would go through and take a look back at the content that you have posted and maybe see if there's any big changes. Maybe you were posting too many links or maybe there were too many videos or too much branded content and your advocates maybe were wanting to share out more curated content or industry content. So take a look back at the previous content and kind of see why that engagement might be dipping. But you can also just ask your advocates and see what kind of content that they would like on the board. Because again, advocacy is a two-way street and content creation takes a lot of time and effort. So doubling down on the content that they want to share is a great way to encourage that engagement. And it will help you because you will be spending time on content that is actually meaningful to them and their audiences. As for a way to get their feedback, there's a few different things you can do. You can actually send out a survey in a Google form, for example, and you can ask different questions around their sharing behaviors when they're logging into the board, what kind of content they like to share, what content types they like to share the most, what industry content they like to share. So I would go through and ask the different kinds of content they like to see, 
what they would like to see more of, what they would maybe change. So that's a good way to get direct feedback from them. You could even have your advocates reach out to you. You can drop a message in Slack again and say, I'm looking for some advocacy feedback. Please send it my way. Or you could even pull a small group and just do an advocacy feedback session where you are pulling different people from different departments. So you don't have to ask every single person to do something, but you're getting a few different people from different departments to share their input. And then we also have a handy feature inside the board, which is the suggestions tab. So inside of the advocacy board, you can just remind your advocates that if there is a type of content they want you to share, they can post it there and then you can get it on the admin side. So I think this one is one that definitely should not be overlooked because again, they're sharing this to their personal networks and this is their personal brand at the end of the day. So it's really important to understand what they care about sharing. And if you are putting more content on the board that they find valuable and that is meaningful to them and their audiences, odds are they will continue to come back and keep sharing it. My next strategy is to show your advocates the impact of their content. This one really goes a huge way because everyone loves to hear that what they're doing is valuable and making a difference. And specifically when it comes to advocacy and social media content, my advice would be to share the owned versus earned engagements. I know for us here at Octopus and a lot of our customers, advocacy outperforms your organic reach because your advocates have at least 10 times more reach than you do. They all have their own intricate networks and they can just reach way more people than the branded counts alone. So I think that's a really good way to show their impact because it usually is a lot wider than the corporate channels. So this can really show their impact. And it really speaks to how content coming from a person is so much more meaningful. And this can, again, help them share content out because they know they're making an impact. But you can also highlight different advocates and their performance. I would be cautious with this one because everyone does have a different size network. So a C-suite executive might have a much larger reach than maybe an SDR, for example, who is early on in their career. So sometimes it's not always great to highlight who is earning the most engagement. So you could maybe reward consistency or shout out the advocate who has been consistently posting because again, everyone does have a different size network. So I know for us at Octopus, when we are running contests, we always exclude C-suite executives because at the end of the day, their networks are usually much wider and it may make some advocates shy away from sharing content because they might think there's no way I'd ever be out to outperform a C-suite executive that has a huge developed and engaged network. So I would be cautious with that one. You could also steer your advocates towards the advocacy-facing analytics right inside the board. This is a great way for them to see their direct impact. And it also helps with a little bit of healthy competition too, because there is the leaderboard. But it does really help when your advocates can see that what they're doing every day, the routines that they are making to share content actually is making an impact. So I would always steer them towards the leaderboard and the advocate facing analytics because they can really see their direct impact there. My next piece of advice here is to run focused competitions. So instead of having contests that are continuously running, I think it's more meaningful to have a focused occasional competition with maybe a little larger of a reward. 
if you constantly have contests and competitions going on, it can be a little monotonous and your advocates are probably not going to be as excited to share out content. And I know for us here at Octopost, we definitely don't have constant competitions. We like to do either one or two quarter-long contests, and then we'll have a few contests here or there that are a few weeks long or maybe a month long. So I think contests are a really great way to gamify your program and really empower that engagement. And if you are having them a little less often, maybe you can make the prizes even bigger and your advocates are going to be more inclined to participate. And when it comes to gamifying, you can really have a lot of fun with it. So first, you can segment your advocates and maybe do sales versus marketing. Again, spark that healthy competition there. But you can also use your contests as a way for you to hit your marketing goals. So maybe you want to focus on increasing engagements. You can do a contest based on engagements or maybe conversions or clicks or things like that. I know for us here at Octopost, we often like to use our contests to drive home those best practices. For example, we have done contests in the past and we're currently doing a contest right now that is based on the highest number of clicks. And this forces advocates to use those best practices. They know if they want people to engage with their content and click on their content, then it needs to be meaningful. It needs to be in their own voice and tone. And they also have to use best practices around sharing that will help that piece of content get the most reach. So if you, again, want someone to click on your content, you don't want to be sharing five LinkedIn posts per day because then your content is going to get lost in the shuffle and then your audience won't see it. So that really drives home those best practices because if they do want to get optimal engagement, for example, they want to get the most clicks, they want to be sharing one to two times max per day so that content it isn't getting lost in the shuffle. I know we've had customers say, I put content on the board and I have people that will go through and they will share every single piece of content and I don't know how to prevent this from happening. I've gone through best practices and they're still going through and posting all the content. So running a contest is a great way because if they do want to win the prize, they have to use those best practices so that their content is getting the most engagements or the more clicks. So that's a really great way to hone in those best practices and also really keep them engaged. And it's the fun part of advocacy too, because who doesn't love a fun prize and a little bit of healthy competition? Now, this next one also seems a little simple, but again, the best routine is the one you'll do, and it is very important to make it as easy as possible for your advocates to access the content. So make sure that all of your advocates have access to the board. Maybe they are sharing through the mobile app or they use Microsoft Teams. We have a Teams integration that you can set up. You can also set up notifications in Slack for new content added to the board, So you want to make sure that everything is set up for them and they can access the content as easy as possible. So if they're using the Salesforce integration or the Teams integration or the mobile app, or they're just going to the advocacy board itself, you want to make sure that everyone has the access that they need so they can share out the content. And my final tip here is to provide trainings and workshops. I know especially if you are in a marketing role or a social media role, Sometimes you forget that not everyone has the same understanding of social media that you do. 
And when you host trainings and workshops, you frame advocacy and personal branding as more of a skill that your advocates can develop over time. And this will often help them take ownership of their personal brands and help them become more focused on building their own community. This is especially helpful now for salespeople as social selling is pretty much the norm now. So providing the framework and the best practices and the tools they need to succeed can really motivate them to share out content. And once they do see the positive results and the impact from posting and sharing the advocacy content, they will continue to share more. So it's really important because they are, again, creating their own small communities. Yes, they are representing your company and they're sharing out the content, but they are building their own personal brands at the same time and creating their own community. So it is really important to provide that training and to set them up with success because some people may not be sharing content because they simply don't understand how they should be writing content, how often they should be posting. So it's super important to go over those best practices. And one thing that I see a lot is people will come to me and say, Olivia, I want to start posting more on LinkedIn, but I don't know what to post about. I don't know how I should talk on social media. So this is really important to go through the different ways that your advocates can develop their own tone, their own voice, their own content pillars for what they want to share in addition to the company content. So it's really important to hone in on that and that will really set them up for success because again, you want them to be sharing and if they don't feel comfortable sharing, then they probably won't be sharing as much. So you really just want to set them up with everything that they need to succeed. And those are my handful of strategies for empowering your advocates to keep sharing out content. But let's continue the conversation. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions about employee advocacy and advocacy engagement, you can email me at olivia at octopost.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for going behind the post. If you love today's show, let's get social and continue the conversation. Reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn and tag at Octopus. If you don't want to miss a single episode, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more free social media tips and resources, check us out at octopus.com. See you next time.